Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica. This week, I am joined by Daniel Olchvari. Daniel always knew he had a way with words since an early age. In junior high, he would write action and horror stories for fun. And he had his first poem about racism published in the school newspaper. Around the same time, Daniel fell in love with the hip-hop culture and began penning rhymes and performing around the tri-state area for the next 16 years. After graduating from William Patterson University, Daniel entered the world of teaching. He has been an early childhood educator for 18 years, making a positive impact in his classroom on hundreds of students throughout that time. Known throughout the school as Mr. O, Daniel realized that inspiring the youth was part of his life's mission. Daniel has also spent the last 12 years in the behavioral field, providing in-home services and developing positive coping strategies for children with different behavioral challenges. Daniel is an avid reader and a lifelong learner. He is interested in subjects like mindfulness, Taoism, and positive psychology. He spends his free time watching old-school kung fu flicks, listening to golden-era hip-hop, making his world-famous guacamole, and learning new things from his beautiful daughter, Amelia. Daniel, welcome to the show. Yes, how are you doing? I'm excited to be here. How are you, Jessica? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Very good. I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you you so much. Um, We chatted right before we recorded about how you live so close that you actually dropped your book off at my, in my mailbox. So that was pretty yes, cool yes, to be yes. able to read it first. So yes, I, sure. you know, I know very little about you, so I want to hear. So just what is your background and what led you? I know you've worked with children for a long time. So yes, sure. what led you to work with children? And then what led you to write your book, Max the Magnet? Okay. So, you know, since, uh, from a very young age, I've always, uh, done well with children. Even when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, going to family parties, I would uh, interact with my younger cousins, organizing games and just, you know, doing things with them. And and it it was fun for me. It felt very fulfilling. So as I got older, got into college, um, a professor, I took a class called uh, community service. It was like one of the classes near the end of my uh, bachelor's. And it was an easy A, I'm not going to lie. But um, I, one of the things we had to, we had to do community service somewhere. And I did it at the early childhood center at William Patterson and, um, did a really great job. The the woman that ran it actually asked me, she's like, when are you graduating? I'm like graduating right now. She's like, Oh, I was going to offer you a job here. I thought you were still going to be on campus. 
she's like, you should really think about becoming a teacher. And at that point, there was like that, uh, stigma, that stigma that teachers didn't make a lot of money. And I'm just getting out of college. I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to be a teacher. So I, I got into like the regular like nine to five corporate America type job, which was totally unfulfilling. Uh, I lasted there about two years. And a friend of mine was a pre-K teacher in Patterson. She's told me, she's like, you, you need to get into this. You know, this is what you want to do. So I, I did the alternate route and I never looked back. That was like 20 years ago. And uh, I love it. It's very rewarding, you know, just to, just the feeling you get making an impact in children's lives. is like, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I like the paycheck too, but the, the, the reward I get is, is just as good, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I, I also work as a behavioral assistant part-time. I've been doing that for about 10, 15 years. And that's, um, I do like in-home sessions with children with different uh, behavioral challenges uh, be it autism, ADHD, uh, anger, anger issues, gang involvement, you, you name it. And these kids can range from ages uh, five to 18. So I, I, you know, I work with them and I, I develop like different coping strategies and, you know, just kind of, I'm just kind of like a positive role model for them. So I've, I've always seen myself as a positive role model for kids and having my daughter really set the tone for me. Like I, I really wanted to do something to make a difference, you know, for her as well. So a story that, that coincides with the behavioral assistant work. Um, I always use the analogy with these kids like, Hey, listen, man, you're, you're like a magnet. So if you are always down in the dumps, you're always uh, feeling like negative. My life stinks. I, I hate this. I hate that. You're going to attract that same type of energy into your life. I said, but if you've got to try to start doing things, you know, more positive and, you know, being grateful, having a sense of gratitude, do that, make a paradigm shift. And if you do these little things one by one, you'll start to see that your life is going to improve a little bit. Even if it's a little bit at a time, it's going to improve. And um, a lot of kids, like, you know, they were seeing it, you know, little by little, like whether it was doing a gratitude journal, whether every time we did a session, I would say, okay, tell me, instead of telling me everything that went wrong today, tell me three things that, that were great today. Mm-hmm. And they would, you know, it will put them in a, a better mood. So, and then I started saying, okay, the magnet analogy. So that, that would be a good idea for a book. And it just went, it went from there. So, so yeah, you, that. so you, did you self-publish this book? Yes. Yes. I did it through uh, Amazon, through the KDP, uh, you know, Kindle direct publishing through Amazon. Cool. Okay. So, and now you have your own publishing company that you, yes. is this, did you begin this at the same time as your book or was that kind of a product of then having your book? No, it was, it was about the same time as the book. So I just, you know, I kind of wanted to, you know, throw something on there to show that it was mine, even though it was through KDP, that this was through my company. And, you know, I've always been, uh, ever since college, I, you know, I, I had this little phrase where if, if something was going wrong or I was stressed out or, I was somewhere where there was a lot of negativity. I would tell my friends like, oh, I'm just trying to get my mind right, man. I got to go get my mind right. I'll be back. I'll be back. And so like I, that, that was a big phrase for me, get my mind right. And, you know, then I kind of used the play on words, W-R-I-T-E. So that's what led to, to Mind Right Publishing. And, you know, a friend of mine, he's a ex-graffiti writer turned graphic designer. He made the logo. I, I loved it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with this. And, you know, I have other ideas for other books. So you know, the, the plan is, hope, you know, God willing is to put put more books out and mm-hmm. maybe help help other authors as well. You know, so, you know, they could put their 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 books out under my uh, un, under the company as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what what is your your mission and your goals for for your company? What kind of books do you want to publish? I, d- I definitely you know want to focus on 
things that are going to help kids and even help parents. Like uh, mm -hmm. being an educator, one of my ideas, I, I want to write a book that's going to teach parents how to uh, read books to, to, to their children. I love books. Like me, myself, my daughter, we're, we're avid readers. Like when I think it was my daughter's seven now. So when she was about three, three or four, we, I did like a little Instagram challenge that I made up myself one summer where I said, you know what, we're going to read 200 books this, this, uh, this summer. And every time we read one, I'll put it on Instagram. And I remember a couple of people was like, you're crazy. She's not going to read 200 books. And we did it. We read 200 books throughout the summer. And like now at she's seven years old, like it's funny because I've been reading to her since she was in the womb. And she is like an awesome reader, man. She's mm -hmm. reading like at such a high level and she makes me so proud. So, and, and I, I, myself, I, like I said, I love to read. Uh, my goal for 2021 is to read uh, 60 books. I'm, I'm at 12 mm. right now. So, oh, so wow. I'm, uh, You're yeah, on your so way. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically like I love to read, I want to put out, you know, I'm, I want to put out products that are going to be positive, that are going to be, mm -hmm. you know, that are going to make difference in whether it's in the, in the child's life or the parent's life. And just to go back to what I was saying about the, uh, you know, parents reading to their kids uh, as a teacher, I noticed like a lot of a lot of parents, whether it's through nervousness or whatever, when they come in to read to their kids, they in the classroom when they like volunteer, um, a lot of parents, they they don't they don't kind of show the right charisma or the right, you know, they, there's certain things that I, I that they don't yeah. do the right way. So I, I would th hope that maybe I could write a book that's going to show them because, you know, the more effort you put into it, the more that your child's going to enjoy reading and enjoy these books so that, you know, I, if I could be an asset to parents as well as children, you know, that that's my goal from, from mind, right. Publishing just to, just to do something positive, leave my mark on the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And by teaching, the parents and focusing on the parents, then you're affecting so many children as well, exactly, you know, in turn. Exactly. So in order to self-publish your book, I've talked to a few authors that did it and I know it's a lot of work. So mm -hmm. I was curious for you, what was the greatest challenge that you had in self-publishing your book? Uh, the greatest challenge was, you know, just getting it done because it's, 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 it's a lot of stuff that has to go into it. And this book was in, actually in the works for a few years. So I had the idea. I happened to meet a, a really great illustrator. Her name is Connie Cabrina. She's a, a art teacher in Prithamboy. Um, and, you know, we clicked instantly and she showed me some sketches and she had the right vision to bring my character to life. So it was, you know, basically collaborating with her and, and obviously paying her, you know, for her work to get, to get the illustrations done. Once they were done, I thought I was on my way, but there was so much to do. It was like overwhelming. And then when it came to like work, I was working two jobs. I had a daughter that needed me and just life, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to lie, a little bit of procrastination too. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I, I would put it on the back burner and then I would like tiptoe, make a little, little progress here and then stop, make a little progress here and then stop. And then um, it actually, when, when COVID hit, you know, I was still working, but I had a lot of free time, a lot of downtime during the quarantine. And I kept seeing like a lot of memes on social media that said, oh, if you if you can't learn a new skill or, or do something productive during this time, then, you know, you know, it's not good. What, what are you going to have to show for the world when, when we are out of this quarantine? So I'm like, you know what? I got to really, you know, get off my get 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 up and get get started and get this yeah. done. So basically, I kind of like created like a little timeline, a little and just did it like getting the ISBN uh, number and the copyright, uh, 
learning how to format the cover and format, you know, just to get everything the way it's supposed to look, um, you know, just, and then just getting it on, on to, you know, um, researching the different companies or do I want to put it on KDP or I want to put it on a Lulu or Ingram sparks? Cause mm-hmm. there's so many options. And then, and then finally putting it up there and, and, you know, promoting it and starting to sell it. So it took, uh, it took the, the pandemic and the quarantine to really get it done. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to say that something positive came out of it for me, you know? So that, yes. that was, that was definitely, so it was, it's a challenge. It's a lot of work. It's really tedious, but you know, if you, if you're focused, you can get it done. I was not focused at the beginning, but COVID got me focused. Thank, thank, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, um, another person I talked to named Margot. same thing. Mm-hmm. She had this idea for so long. And then when COVID hit, same thing, she was like, I'm oh, going to okay. do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to publish this book. Um, what has been your greatest reward now that you published your book? And I see on your Instagram page, I see children holding the book. Like, have mm-hmm. you had any good experiences with um, feedback that you've gotten so far? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Like I, I know two different, um, two different stories that really hit me. A friend of mine that I went to college with, he was going through a, a, a divorce and he has three, three children. And, you know, the children obviously are being affected by the situation. And he was one of the people that shared a picture with his, his kids reading the book. And he's like, man, you, you wouldn't understand how this, you know, they're really doing it. They're really enjoying it. They're really doing the strategies. So that, that really hit home. And um, also a friend of mine who is a teacher in another school she bought the book and then she was going to, she was recommending it to a friend of hers who has a son. And it, it was funny because she was, she was like, her son had a therapist and the therapist had the book and was re- <laughs> reading it to him. So he had it already. Oh, <laughs> so it, and I didn't know who the, th- he's like, she, she told me wow. the name of the therapist. And I was like, I had no idea who she was. I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, that is awesome. And so the mother of that child wound up texting me and saying like, man, this book is making such a difference in my kids' life. You don't understand. And, you know, just to see that and and just to see stuff like that. Like today we have a um, social and emotional learning committee in our school and I'm, I'm part of it. And we started, uh, we're implementing a different uh, different theme every month and we're doing positive, positive thinking for this mm-hmm. month. So they chose my book and every class, we're, we're virtual. So every class did a virtual reading of the book today and then they kind of we we met and talked about it and a lot of the teachers were just reporting like a lot like all oh, the kids have so many questions they they loved it they want you to come in and, and you know come in if you could come in virtually and talk to them and you know so it, just to see kids really uh taking to it that 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 makes yeah. it all worthwhile oh that's so great so yeah. to know that all that work and that the tedious work that goes behind it pays off. And I, I read it to my daughter. I loved it. I, I love the image of, of Max the Magnet. And, you know, I think it's an image that children understand and, and adults as well. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a really, and I had mentioned to you when I emailed you with questions that something that's been on my mind, I think as a person who has anxiety, I have a tendency towards depression. Um, I saw this great post recently about how sometimes when, when we, kind of push the, the positivity onto children and, and onto adults as well. I think onto to myself, I've noticed this, that those anxious thoughts that we have, we start to get kind of scared of them even more because you start to think, oh no, wait, I shouldn't be thinking this. And it kind of, it could, they're kind of invasive and it could make it worse. So mm. I was curious, like, what's you, 
What's your take on that, on that kind of, people say it's like toxic positivity when you're just, Mm. you're ignoring completely the negative and you're only talking about the positive. It's actually kind of unhealthy. So what's your take on that? How do you balance that? How do you balance seeing the positive, but also kind of being honest about the way life is? Well, I, I agree with what you're saying, that it's not good to just like ignore the negative, the negative thoughts or the negative feelings. Um, as a pre-K teacher from at that level, with because I work with three, three, mostly three and some four year olds in my class. Um, for instance, like in the morning when we first log on, some of the kids look angry because they just woke up or, you know, we don't say, oh, be happy, put a smile on your face. <laughs> like, like I try to tell them it's OK to be, you know, it's OK to be angry. Yeah. Let's talk, you know talk about it. It's okay. And, if, and then if they say they don't want to talk, okay, when you're ready, we'll talk about it. You know, so I feel like depending on whatever age, whether you're working with preschool kids, elementary, middle school, high school kids, you have to uh, um, accept and honor those feelings. But uh, what I, I always, especially with my behavioral assistant job, I try to develop uh, what I call a Batman utility belt. And like, let's come on, let's come up with some strategies, strategies. Mm-hmm. If you do feel anxious, you do feel depressed how we can deal with those feelings, you know, mm. so it's like you're, you're, you're not just pushing to, I feel like if you're just pushing them to the side or ignoring them, it's going to create like a volcano or you're going to explode one day. And it's just going to, it's unhealthy. Mm. Like you, you said, it's unhealthy. Yeah. And I, I like, I like the, the term you said, uh, toxic positivity. It's like, it, you're not even acting like negativity exists. It does exist. But I feel like if you're using these strategies, if you're using the strategies like a gratitude journal and like, um, like meditation, deep breathing exercises, that might help sh- make, even if it's a minor shift, it, it might help you make a minor shift where you have more times where you're feeling positive and less anxious and less depressed. And then when you are feeling depressed or anxious, you could use other, like I, you know, with my older kids, I say, let's, you know, go for a walk, go for a hike, go, you know, listen, I had one kid, he had a record, uh, I had a, uh, I actually still work with him. He's a really great kid with, uh, with autism. He's an awesome kid. Uh, when he was younger, he had a lot of anger issues, and um, he had a record player. He loved listening to old music. So I would tell him, like, when you feel angry, instead of yelling at your mom, yelling at your dad, why don't you go downstairs, put on your, you know, zone out to your records, take some breaths. When you're ready to talk to them, you come back up. And, and he used to do it, and you tell mm. me. It was, oh, you know, I, it's really working. Like I go down there and I'm angry and I listen to the music. And when I calm down, then I can talk to them a little bit better. And, it, it, you know, it's great. You just have to learn different strategies to deal with it. And and the one thing that doesn't work is ignoring it. So you, you can't ignore the feelings. You have to accept them and, and try to deal with them in the best way possible. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's such a good way to put it. And Honoring the feelings, also modeling that for children, like honoring when mm-hmm. you're not feeling great and talking about it. Um, you know, we're, we're human beings. Everyone feels all the range of emotions. But then I love that you said that like the tool belt, like having mm-hmm. these very um, just clear cut tools. Oh, I could try this. I could try this. And I love that story, too, of like yeah. putting on the music, just finding mm-hmm. a way Um but yeah, listening to children and if they don't want to talk, not, I mean, what, everything you're saying is completely what we do in kids yoga mm-hmm. classes, you know, just, just basically being present with them. Yeah. I have, I have, I have one student right now. She's, she's a brilliant, bright, cute little girl, awesome girl. She's not a morning person. So when we go in, when we log on for, for a morning meeting, a lot of times she's 
you know, she's cranky. And I tell her it's okay to be cranky. And I, t- when, when I, so there's some mornings I feel cranky and I make sure I tell her, I say, you know what, Mr. Mr. And they call me Mr. O's, Mr. O's cranky today. I say, I, I, I see, I feel how you feel, but I'm, I'm going to, and I, I tell them, I said, I'm going to try Cause we do a mindfulness activity to start mm. our morning meeting. We do like a different, uh, you know, we, a lot, of, I don't know if you ever heard of go noodle. There's like a lot. Yes. Of yes. They're yeah. great. So, you know, YouTube is great. It has a lot of other mindfulness activities. So we try to do like the same one every week. So like by Friday, they really kind of can grasp it and, and participate. Like Monday, they might be like, oh, well, I don't really understand this. But by Friday, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I'll tell her, I feel a little bit cranky, but maybe I'm going to take some elephant breaths. And, uh, by, you know, maybe that'll make me feel a little bit better. I don't know. I'll let you know. So I kind of like model that I'm feeling yes. that same way too. So she doesn't feel like, you know, that it's only her that feels that way sometimes. I, I, I let my kids know. We all, you know, I always tell them, everyone, even my older kids, everyone gets angry. It's okay mm-hmm. to get angry, angry. It's okay to get sad, frustrated, cranky. It's how you deal with it that that is going right. to be like, you know, my, that might get you in trouble, that might make you feel worse. So that that's, that's what we talk about, how to deal with those feelings. So Yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Not ignoring them, but, but talking about it and normalizing it. For them. Exactly, exactly. That's how I think we're going to help children that are growing up now. I think we're much more open and about just mm. talking about the range of emotions. I'm curious, you talk about mindfulness and doing the mindfulness exercises. How did you personally get into um, wanting to share mindfulness or with mindfulness yourself? Well, well, it's a, it's a interesting story about, I would say, I would say about 10 years ago, a friend of mine introduced myself and my ex-wife to the the secret. And it, we didn't read the book. We watched the documentary and I thought it was really, you know, it was really moving. I really kind of, I, I connected with it. I connected with the whole, you know, the law of attraction and, and one, I forgot the gentleman's name, but there was one, there was one uh, man on there that said something that how it's, it's so easy to say something or do something negative, but it actually takes humans. It, it's a lot of work to do more positive. Like it's, mm. And I, I noticed that, like, I noticed, like, if I'm doing, if I'm on a phone conversation and I say to myself, I'm not going to gossip, I'm not going to gossip this whole week, I'm not going to gossip. Sometimes you just catch yourself and like, oh my God, I'm, I'm gossiping. Like what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So it, it's so easy just to get caught up in negativity, yeah. but it takes work to be positive. So that was what started it. And then one year I had a really challenging class. Like these kids were, you know, they were making me earn my paycheck that year and they were great kids, but they were very active, very loud. And I remember I was going home feeling stressed out. I I started having like, you know, feeling physically like pains in my body from being distressed from the kids. And, you know, I wanted to be proactive. I said, I got to do something about this. So I, someone else recommended me meditation and, um, I think it was the Calm app, which I started with. I, hmm. I started with the Calm app. And I like, you know, I like apps like that because they let you, uh, they gauge your process. They, I mean, gauge your progress. And they, you know, they show you how long you have did it. And I remember I did it for 75 days in a row. I meditated and I felt like a new person, like everything, like colors were clearer. My mind was so much clearer. And I was like, this is awesome. And I just started slowly but surely like putting it into my class and, you know, like not doing it, not doing a whole 180, but, you know, spoon feeding them the mindfulness and just kind of uh, bringing it more and more as the days went on. And I, and, and I know you, you used to be an educator. You were a teacher at one point. Yes. Right? Yeah. What, yeah. What, uh, uh, what grade did you teach? So I was K 
kids yoga teacher, just every single age from babies okay. up to teenagers. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so in, in pre-K, I, I've, if you've been in a pre-K classroom, teaching mm-hmm. yoga, I don't know if, I they, have. They, we have a, you know, they're broken up into different centers and we have a center that's called like the cozy center. And that's supposed to be the center where the kids can go to like calm down or if they want to just be alone, they don't want to like, you know, so I kind of, I had a cozy center, but I kind of changed it. To, and I called it the mindfulness center. So I put like yoga mats and I put like pictures of kids meditating. And I think I, uh, I put, um, I put how, the, the sound bowl. So, and, oh yeah. Singing yeah, bowls. Yeah, I yeah. love those. Singing bowl, sing, a singing bowl. Yeah. And I just, you know, I had all different types of stuff, you know, and books on mindfulness for the kids to look at and a mirror with different like emotion flashcards. And, you know, it, it was great because there was, I had that year, this was a different year than my, uh, when I started meditating, but this year when I did the mindfulness center, I had this one little boy who, you know, unfortunately he had a, a, a tough upbringing and he would come in and he had, uh, you know, a lot of challenges within the classroom and he gave us a run for our money a lot. And when I started the mindfulness center, whenever he used to get really worked up, I'd say, you know, why don't you go over to the mindfulness center and sit down and take some deep breaths. And at first he would fight. He, I oh, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. But I, I, I wish I had I wish I could share it right now. I mean, I, I, I can share you the picture. I can send you the picture. Mm. Uh, I have a picture of him where he actually went and started like, you know, meditating. And he was like sitting on I had like uh, the pillow too, the meditation pillow. And he was mm. sitting. It's such an awesome picture of him with his eyes closed, taking a really deep inhale. And, and he when he did it, he felt so much better. And I'm like, this is this is great, man. This is this is kids need this. They really yes. need this. Yes. And it's such a good feeling to share it with them that young where you know that they're so impressionable and that Mm -hmm. you just hope you're like, okay, if they're feeling this now, this is something they could take with them as they get older. Oh, that's so great that you've, you implemented that into your classroom and you started it yourself, right? Yeah. And what you said, you hit it on the head. My hope is, I mean, they're young. I'm hoping that I can make such an impact on them that when they're like in high school, they're like still, you know what, I, I, you know, I just got to breathe. I just got to, you know, I just got to, let me go, let me go for a walk or let me, you know, that they're, that it's just like second nature to them. Yes. They learned, they learned it at such a young age. Yes. So that, that's my goal as, as a teacher. <laughs> so. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I want to, I've been asking everyone since the pandemic began, which is now we're almost at the year mark, which is mm-hmm. just crazy. crazy. Um, so how have you been taking care of yourself during this very intense year? Uh, well, yeah, you, I'm taking care of myself. I, I believe highly in self-care because if I can't be my best self and be uh, present and 100% like at, at my highest capacity, I don't think I'm going to be uh, a good father, a good teacher, or you know, a good behavioral assistant for, for the children I work with. So I, 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 I do a lot of self-care. Um, I have a more, I love the mornings. I wake up probably like between 4.30 and 5 in the morning. And, and, and I, you know, I have a morning routine. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of this book called The Miracle Morning by Hal, Hal Elrod. No. But yeah, he kind of, it's, it's a really good book. He, he breaks down like a morning routine and I try to follow it, but I, I you know, I tweaked it to what's better for me. So I, I wake up, I, I meditate, I do some affirmations. I, uh, I, you know, I do a visit, I have a vision board. I mean, I, I cheat, I have an app, so I did it on my phone because, uh, but, I, but I still, I still kind of look at it and visualize it for That's a little cool. bit. Then, um, 
I read, I try to try to read at least 10, 10 pages. And then I, I have my gratitude journal. I write like, you know, five things that I'm gr- grateful for. And, and then I feel like at that point, I, I just started the day on such a positive note. So mm-hmm. doing that is awesome. Also, you know, I, I've been trying to work out. So yeah, so I have a, a friend of mine I went to college with. He's a, um, he's a tra- personal trainer. And when, when COVID happened and the gyms closed down, he started doing uh, classes on Zoom. So uh, since March, I've been doing his classes and just saw uh, other personal decisions. I, I, gave, I actually gave up meat in June. So I've been a vegetarian since June, just trying to, you know, keep this, keep my immune system up to par and taking a lot of natural supplements, whether it's like I've taken black seed oil, Irish sea moss, uh, soursop leaf, elderberry and zinc. Just I really want to, you know, I want to keep my mind and my body right uh, during this whole this, the whole pandemic. So when when we do return to some sort of normalcy, I'll, I'll be uh, better, better than I was before the quarantine. That's my goal, too, just to be better than I was. So. Yeah, well, I'm impressed with the, the 430 yeah. wake up. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, but that's so great. What a great way to start your day. Yeah, I'm definitely a morning person. By, but when we hang up from here, I'm, I'm going to be uh, probably uh, zoned out because uh, I get tired around 930, 10 o'clock. So. Right, I'm sure. Yeah, you're up yeah. early. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, so many good things in there of, of different mm. ways you can take care of yourself. Is even if if you can't do a whole morning routine, the gratitude list that's that's such an awesome way to start exactly. the day. Um, so I like to usually wrap up episodes with little gems of wisdom. So since you just self published a book and you know you're starting your publishing company, for anyone listening that maybe has an idea for a book, wants to write a children's book, what would be your biggest piece of advice? I would say my, my biggest piece of advice is try to make it a routine to just commit a little time each day to getting it done. Whether it's, um, you know, if you have the idea, sit down and write it. Once it's done, um, a good idea I found out after the fact is um, there's a lot of social media groups that you could join for independent authors and illustrators so if you're like myself, who I, I, I can write, but I'm not a great illustrator, join those groups. You can, you know, connect and, and network with different illustrators. And you might find an illustrator to put bring your idea to life. Uh, once you do that, I would say create like a time a timeline of things you have to do. You know, Google is your best friend. You Google how to self-publish my children's book. I, I found there's a thing called Book Baby, and it, it gives you a, a lot of steps. It even helps you with, like, marketing and promotion afterwards. So, and they send a lot of free material. If you if you log on to their site and, and put your email in, they'll send you a lot of free material, which is great. So, you know, do the research. And all I say is dedicate time because that's that was my problem before COVID that I I had a lot of uh, a lot of things going on and and you know like I said procrastination I'm not gonna lie so if I would have dedicated the time it would have came out a lot a lot earlier but I'm glad that it came out when it did because especially in this time with 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 the pandemic with the way our country was going with the leadership I think that a, a book like this about mindfulness, meditation, and, and the power of positive thinking is so much needed right now. So, so like, I'm glad it came out when it did. Everything happens for a reason, you know? Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you for all that. Um, and, and like you said, it's like basically just like sitting down and doing the thing <laughs> that mm. you've been putting off. And yes, exactly. I mean, even starting this podcast, I thought about it for years and then it was like, I'm just going to do it. And like you said, Google is 
you literally can look up anything. There's videos and websites on everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. just, but I love the idea also of joining communities that can uh, support yeah. you. Yes. Yes. So when I, when I, when my uh, second idea comes to fruition, I'm definitely going to go through those communities and, and network yeah. with some people. So it's, you know, uh, I got, got some good ideas coming up. I have, I have a really good book uh, that I'm going to intertwine with my daughter. So, so that, that, that's probably the second idea that's coming up. So I can't wait for that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, where can people um, find you, get in touch, and also um, buy your book? Okay. Well, my book is available on Amazon, or it's also available through my website, which is mindrightpublishing.com. And it's right is spelled W-R-I-T-E, so mindrightpublishing.com. Uh, on Facebook, we have I have my uh, the page at mindrightpublishing. And on Instagram, uh, I'm at max underscore the underscore magnet. So I would say the best way, if, if you do want to buy the book, um, you could either go on uh, Instagram, you could contact me directly and I could, I could sign the book and ship you a, you know, a signed copy. Or if you do want to go on Amazon, um, you know, either way, whichever, whichever is the easiest, but uh, e- either way was great for me. I, I'm humbled and appreciated by anyone that purchases, purchases the book. Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm so thank glad to, to talk to you. You know what? And I just want to say that it's refreshing and inspiring to also see a man who's doing work in mindfulness with young children. I know there are there are many out there, um, but so far a majority of the people I've talked to are women. So to just to hear about the work you're doing with these kids, um, I, it's just I think it's just so wonderful. And that your daughter is really lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, that means a lot to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you. Let's stay in touch, and I I, I want to see what the what's coming next. That book that you're Definitely. talking about. I'll be following. Well, th- Definitely. Will do. Definitely. Thank you so much again. Yes. Take care. (laughs) Yes, you too. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the episode and you haven't already, I would really appreciate if you can leave a rating and review and also subscribe to the podcast. This helps people find the podcast and direct more people towards it so we can spread kids yoga to more children. You can also follow us at the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can always send me an email at thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, your questions, and any ideas you have for future episodes. So thank you so much for being here and for listening, and I hope to see you next week.